0: And now for something completely different. Here's what's coming up this hour on today's experience. It's wild and wonderful. What's going to happen? We have no idea. Let's sit back and enjoy the ride. Can I get a wowser bowser Wednesday? Because God and God alone is in charge of this crazy bus called the Christian journey. I've talked about this before, and it's sad. People do fail. Leaders fail. It does happen. Non-leaders fail. People fail. We fail. It happens. And if you've never made a mistake after saying yes to Jesus, you are in a very unique group. Actually, that group doesn't exist. You're either in a unique group or you're a liar, is really what it is. It happens that we are sinners, but we are sinners saved, but that too many of us, there's still way too much sin. It's not an issue of trusting one another as to our old man. Uh, it's, it has to do with trusting one another and the heavenly and our heavenly Father who exists in one another, and that the same Lord Jesus exists in one another, and the same Holy Spirit exists in one another. In other words, you're not looking to trust the old man of your brother or sister; you're looking to trust the Jesus that's in your brother or sister. Next, we should never be deceived. In each one of us is a capacity of at least. A Peter. (laughs) Let me explain. He was fantastic, bold, and on fire, willing to sacrifice everything, and a heavy hitter in the early church. Oh, yeah, and he denied Jesus three times. So if Peter can slip after spending three and a half years with up, up close and personal with Jesus, maybe we should be a little more careful about how we evaluate people who do fall, since even the greatest of them seem to have fallen. And there's often uh, uh, this one thing that just strikes people as odd. And I just want to point it out to you. Your life is a witness. I want you to hear that. Your life is a testimony. Your life is an epistle, a living epistle. You are a testimony to God. Your life is a sermon. I love that. Your life's a sermon. I, I don't know if it's a boring sermon, I don't know. I don't know if it's a really long sermon, a short sermon. I don't know if it's really who cares sermon. I don't know. But your life is a sermon. But that sermon is not the gospel itself. It reflects the gospel, but it's not the gospel itself. The gospel, as a message of God's love, is perfect. Perfect. The eternal message is always better and always will be better than the people who carry it, except when it came from Jesus.
1: David Spoon's life has been an experience. While growing up in a Jewish family, he made a wrong turn towards drug abuse. Then David Spoon found Jesus Christ and his life completely changed. The more he studied the gospel, the more he wanted to share his experiences with others. After 35 years of ministry, David discovered a new path of service. He joined KAAM, and this radio program began. You're about to hear the David Spoon Experience.
0: Welcome to the David Spoon Experience, local, national, and heavenly talk. Here's what else we're looking at during the show. And for some of you who are sitting there listening going, that introduction sounded so familiar to another one that I've heard, you would be right. It is similar to one that I've taught before. And you'd be thinking, well, why are you doing it again? And my answer is, well, I don't know. That's what the Lord told me to do, so I'm doing it. There has to be a reason. Let's hope it's a blessing for everybody. In the meantime, we're going to be looking at lessons for surviving, living, and prevailing. Politics, entertainment, and current events, personal revelations, spiritual observations, my life's insanities, and oive. so much more. Hey, we're asking you, what do you think? Now, you can email us during the show, david at org. david at org. David. At he must increase.org. David, the little at sign, he must Right here to my dollar 99. Nope, 99 cent Chromebook. I was trying to give it more value than it had. You can text us live during the show, 214 210 8483. I usually respond to those most of the time. Sometimes we get a whole plethora of them. A plethora? Do you know what a plethora is? Uh, 214-210-8483. Yes, I like that movie. Leave me alone. 214-210-8483. You can also call us at 972-445-0770. Now, the amazing thing is calling 972-445-0770 will literally usher you into December. That's right. Because when you call 972-445-0770, you'll end up talking to Captain Chris. And when you're talking to Captain Chris, it's like opening your very first Christmas present. Oh, and then you will be. Takes me away to where I'm away. You like you like those? They're, they're pretty good, right? I mean, those are just imagine if you were that great. <laughs> if. <laughs> You know, I've got to go a series without doing them and then come back and do them again, and you'll be like, oh, no, I like it when you do it. <laughs> Trust me. All right, so here's the bottom line. Maybe you have a thought, an opinion, a comment, a question. You might have any of that or all of that. You might, have some, you might be wondering, you know, why a combustion engine works the way it does and why an electric car doesn't seem to work the way it's supposed to. You might have all those questions. I don't know all those answers, but you can always ask them, and we can tell you, you know, we have no idea. Or you can call and ask us questions about Scripture. You can all and 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 share with us anything that's going on in your life. We just don't want it to be a kvetch fest. That's not tough. You don't just call and complain. There's so much to complain about. But then you got to be careful because complaining is a sin. So you don't want to have too much of a encouragement of that. What you want to do is you want to encourage one another as we see the day drawing closer. And I'm telling you, the day is getting closer and closer and closer. I mean, we, 25 years ago, we thought, there's no way there could be a society without cash. We actually thought that. Most of you who are Christians know that. Now we're sitting there thinking, there's no way there's going to be a society with cash in another so many years. It's the exact opposite in less than a generation. Isn't that amazing? Wow. Wow. Anyhow, with that going on, and maybe you've got a praise report, maybe you've got a prayer request, maybe you've got any of that stuff going on, we will encourage you to participate and be a part of it. And here is your trivia question to get things rolling, to get you excited. We are going to play the horn on this one already. All right, the horn is a warning, which means listen up, because something in here seems hmm. I don't know. Unless it's a Jonah joke, it seems fishy. Here it is. True or false? Caiaphas said, I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your responsibility. True or false? Caiaphas said, I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your responsibility. If you uh, think that is correct or in- incorrect, you can simply call 972 445 0770. You can also text in 214 210 8483, as well as you can send an email david at he must uh, Eric striking first on that one. Very good. Uh, let's see. Uh, I'm going to pray for everybody in a little bit. Not quite yet. Um, I do want to let people know, as I was telling uh, Gary, my leg's doing a little better. I I was able to do biking for about eight and a half miles. So I was pretty happy about that. It was slow. (laughs) And I've decided I don't really like biking. And You know what they don't do? They don't have the right seats for bikes. I don't care what anybody says. You need like a recliner seat. You know? That's what I think. Or you just need a recliner. Maybe, maybe that would be better. And then uh, let's see. On the other side of things, don't forget the finances. Don't forget this, that, whatever. Blah blah blah. Video is coming out in about a week for instructions on the brochures. Brochures will be here in about two or three days. You just, all you're gonna do, we're gonna go into this later on uh, in this week and next week. All you do is just, hey, Dave, I want uh, brochures. This is the one I want. I want, you know, this one or this one or this one. Or this one, and I'll send them to you. And then I'm, the video will tell you what to do with them. Hopefully you're not going to use them to, you know, for kindling. <laughs> it's kind of one of our goals to kind of stay away from that. Okay? All right. Uh, all right. So the trivia question. We're going long, just in case you were wondering. I don't know. Maybe we should start moving the times around or something. Anyway, the trivia question. Uh, Ar- 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 Caiaphas said, I am innocent of this man's blood. It's your responsibility, true or false. Now somebody's calling in, so we probably— are going to have to just put the whole thing I'm going to teach a little later on. Uh, On the idea of the brochures, I just want to say this, and this is really important. You're going to find this in the video plus in the brochures. We're going to give these brochures to people to share. There is no... And I want to just make this absolutely clear. No uh, quota, expectation, thought process that's saying, "You you take those brochures and you give them out to everywhere you go. It's like, no way. I don't want you doing that. I don't want you. Unless God tells you to do something specific, I don't want you doing one thing different. I want you to be yourself. And in those encounters, just be aware if the Lord wants you to share that with somebody you can. And if not, don't worry about it. That's all. I don't want anything else because Christianity should be a natural, outgoing, and a natural process of our lives. And if that's the case, if the Lord opens a door for you to share that with somebody, great. If not, no big deal. That's how we we run it. We trust that the Holy Spirit is better at ministry communication than we are. That's all. That's the way it should be. All right, somebody on the line ready to answer the question. All right, here we go. Here we go this is david who am i talking to
2: um hi david it's deborah
0: hi deborah great to hear from you Um,
3: thank
2: you (laughs) how
0: you feeling how are you feeling by the way How are things going for you
3: doing really good thank you
0: excellent excellent you got anything that's going on you let us know so everybody can be praying Cause we make sure that you okay, and- I will. Thank you very much. You got it. We want to make sure you and Susie are doing well and your friends, and we were praying for baby Theo. I mean, just all of it. So we want to make sure to take care of people. That's important, okay? Okay. All right, here we go. Not. I don't think it's difficult. It's kind of unique. True or false? Caiaphas said, I am innocent of this man's blood. It is your responsibility. I think that's false. You are correct! <laughs> Who said that? Who was the person who said it? Um, oh my gosh, now I'm drawing a blank. (laughs) Okay, his name sounds like somebody who flies a plane. Pilot. Yes! Best punch is pilot, that's it! (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's a great way to get people there, huh? <laughs> yeah, <it's harder. laughs> excellent. excellent job. You got it right. That secondary, that was just a bonus. So excellent job in nailing oh. that down. Very good.
2: Okay, and I hope you have a good day. All
0: right, thanks. God bless.
2: God bless.
0: Bye-bye. All right, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to switch around. I'm going to pray, and then we'll take our break because I'm not going to do a teaching for a minute. That seems. It just seems, you know. Seems Scooby Dooish. I don't know. I don't know. Let's pray. And so, here, I want to pray something a little different for you, for the audience. So, I want you to listen. I know you're listening, and, and there will be teaching. Uh, I promise. Okay. All right. But listen to this. This is really good. So, we're going to do it together. Father, we come before you right now. We thank you. We praise you. We love you. You're fantastic. You're just awesome to us. And we do a lot of dumb things. You know, we're sorry for those things. We really do apologize. And, Lord, you are not just the God of comfort. You are a God of encouragement. And there are some of us out there that are just hurting and discouraged. And we need your help to take the dis of the encouragement and remove it and be encouraged and uplifted and energized and refreshed and touched by the power of your Holy Spirit. To give us that sense that not only can we do the things you've set before us, but we will do them and we will finish. And we will accomplish that which is set before us. And we will do it in our partnership with you. Every one of us who needs that lift, who needs that breath, who needs that freshness, that presence to sweep over us. please pour your encouragement into our hearts and minds for all of these people at every level. Have mercy on us, pour your grace out upon us, and just like it says in your word, send your peace to us. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. And amen. All right, we're gonna take our break and then come back and then we're going to actually do something called teaching. Uh you're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM770, the truth station here in Texas. Short break, don't go anywhere.
1: Most of my life it feels like I can run
3: Such support is terribly appreciated, knowing it enables our beloved David Spoon to give to all of us his time, energy, like so few can. Right here on KAAM. What is the David Spoon experience?
1: Oh, no, it's not on his tail. It's on his face. I've ruined it. Oh, no, well, that's okay, though. Somebody else will come along and get it right.
4: Thanks
3: for coming to my birthday party, Stewie.
1: Oh, I wouldn't have missed it for anything. I've never been to a party before.
3: Wanna watch me blow out the candles? I would love
4: to see that. And gosh, Bobby, I'd love to play with some of your birthday toys, but only after you've played with them and only if you say it's okay. It's incredible. And it's never been done before. And you can be the first person in your neighborhood to win. What is it? It's a contest. How do I play? It's simple. And there's three ways to win. You can go to Facebook, type in David Spoon Media, and on any Facebook post, type in the word Jesus in the comment section, and it's free. You can also send an email to Media at gmail.com and write the word Jesus in the subject line. Or you can go to YouTube and give a comment on any video, but you have to use the word Jesus. This is your chance to win, and it's free. What do I win? You can win 100 thank yous right on air. It's incredible. It's unbelievable. But it's only for a limited time. Enter now. Here's a taste. Thank you for listening to the David Spoon Experience. If Welcome
0: back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the Truth Station here in Texas, where the audience needs to be praying as the ministry is uh, talking about doing some expansion. Some expansion. I'm just going to say it that way because I don't know what the Lord wants to do yet. Expansion. Here's your next trivia question. Who advised Jesus? Send the crowds away so they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food for lodging. Right. Who, who, who who gave them that advice? People giving Jesus advice. Isn't that the funniest thing ever? Uh 972-445-0770 is the number to call. If you think you know the answer, who gave Jesus that advice? Uh, also, text in 214-210-8483. As well, you can send an email, david at org. who advised Jesus, send the crowds away so that they can go to surrounding villages and countrysides and find food and lodging. Okay? Now, i, I got to be careful. Some of these responses are coming in, and they're always brilliant. And Al always has classics, just so you can know. And uh, so, but... Uh, <laughs> I can't say it yet, but I'll say it after. That's a good one, Al. I'm going to just tell you that right now. All right. So in the meantime, while that is going on, I'm going to do a brief joke, and then we'll go into the teaching, because there is this one uh, that I thought was, you know, I think it's funny, so just relax, okay? Uh, For the umpteenth time, Mrs. Jones told her pastor, I'm so scared. My husband said he's going to kill me if I continue to come to your church, Yes, yes, my child, replied the pastor, tired of hearing this before. I will continue to pray for you, Mrs. Jones. Have faith. The Lord will watch over you. Oh, yes, he's kept me safe thus far only. Only what, Mrs. Jones? Now he says if I keep coming to my church, he's going to kill you too. Well, said the pastor, perhaps it's time to check out the little church on the other side of town. (laughs) God! If you don't think that's funny, the first part of the response is so pastor-esque. You know what I'm saying? Now, now, Mrs. Okay, all right, fine. Uh, Trivia question, somebody calling in, and I'll repeat it, and then we'll get into the teaching. People are like, that's not funny. If you don't have a sense of humor, it's probably not. Who advised Jesus send the crowd away so that they can go to surrounding villages and countrysides and find food and lodging? And we have somebody ready to answer that trivia question. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hello? Hello? This is David. Go on once. You might have a mute. Maybe they have a mute button on. Right? Okay. Something's not working. Is it me? It could always be me. All right. Do me a favor. If you're on the line, hang up and call back. We'll try it again. Okay? In the meantime, it's just it's just what? You don't know. All right. Hang up. Let's see if they call back. Uh, again, the question was, who advised Jesus send the crowd away so that they could go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food for lodging? And now the person's calling back, so we're going to try it again because, you know, we try and work with people. That's what you do. You ready? All right. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. This is David. Who am I talking to? Hey, David. It's Samson. Hey, Samson. How's it going? Hey, it's going. Oh, okay. uh, it's going. Uh, that's that's good. It's going somewhere. That's good. Yeah. I'm just praying and encouraging myself and trusting the Lord. Amen. I don't know if you heard our prayer. We were praying for encouragement just in this last segment, just a little bit before this. So I don't Mm -hmm. know if you got a chance to hear that or not. All right. So I got the trivia. No, I just opened it. You you just turned it on. You missed the big prayer for encouragement. That's why you got to have podcasts. Oh, okay. Because it's a it's one to encourage all, and you know, brother, you just gotta believe that God is a God of encouragement. Okay. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Who advised Jesus? Send the crowd away so that they can go to the surrounding villages and countryside and find food and lodging. Who who advised Jesus to do that? I think that was a uh, uh, Queen Elizabeth's uh, uh, husband, uh, Prince Philip. <laughs> Yeah, it w- he was one of many, right? <laughs> it, was the, it was the disciples, it was Philip, it was all of them. They were all in different the different gospels. Like I love I love what people do. They say, Y you take care of him, Jesus. I I'm gonna just be over here right now eating my McDonalds. You send them away. <laughs> yeah. That's how it goes. All right, how's it going otherwise, bro? I I think uh, God has given me peace and I'm going to keep trusting him and I know uh, that uh, breakthrough is coming. Amen. 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 I heard this great line that you just, you know, the, it, it, the old, old Oral Roberts line expecting the miracle. It's on the way. Rob and I, my good friend, were talking and I said, we were talking, uh, texting and I said, prayers are going to be answered. And it's like, yes, yes. that's where you stand, prayers. Are going to be answered. Yeah. And we believe with you and we trust the Lord with you. Okay. That's for sure. All right, brother. Thank you. All right. God bless. Okay, God bless. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. All right. Let me get into this text real quickly. First Timothy chapter 1, verse 15. We'll probably go long because we always do, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, first Timothy chapter 1, verse 15 and 16. Here's what Paul said. Here's a trustworthy saying. Uh, that deserves full acceptance. What, Paul? What's a saying you're about to tell us that deserves full acceptance? Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of whom I am the worst. Now, before you guys, you know, oh, that was his past state or whatever. First of all, that's not what he says. What he says is Jesus Christ or Christ Jesus came into the world. Why does it say Christ Jesus versus Jesus Christ? I've mentioned this before. When it says Christ Jesus, it's making more reference to the Lordship and then Jesus as the Savior part or Jesus Christ as the Savior part, then Christ is the Lordship part. That's just what some commentators said. I don't know if that's right or not. Sounds good. It sounds like a winner. I don't mind. I came into the world to save sinners of whom I'm the worst. There's about three things you got to catch in this. Number one, you as an individual, honest Christian, knowing all the things that God has done for you and done in your life and and has worked with you and has answered your prayers and has given you miracle after miracle, when you do something wrong, you feel like you are the worst. It's like, I am such a, a I'm such a dingbat. I just can't believe it. And sometimes those sins that you would get caught up in are so stupid. And
1: it's just like we're just like, oh,
0: I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe I thought that. I can't believe I did that. I can't believe I went there. It's like you, you almost like it's like a downgrading of yourself. But you know yeah, I'm the worst. That's one aspect of it. Another aspect is when Paul said this. Here's a trustworthy saying that deserves full acceptance. Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the worst, not I was the worst. In other words, many of us are like, yeah. you know the grace of God is real. You got saved. You said yes. You felt that. Uh, you, many of you felt that redemption. You, you knew you were free. But somewhere along the lines, you thought, all right, everything has been reset to this point of saying yes, and now I start fresh. Well, it's true you start fresh, but all of your sins were covered, not up to the point where you said yes. That's just bad theology, okay? And so you might feel like you're the worst, and you might feel—and then and then again, just for reiteration, I just want to make sure you, you catch this. Romans 7, 15 through 18, I don't understand what I do all present tense for what I want to do I do not do but what I hate that I do and if I do what I don't want to do I agree the law is good as it is no longer I myself who does it but sin that's living in me for I know that good itself does not dwell in me that is in my sinful nature for I have just des- desired to do what is good but I cannot carry it out what he's saying is inside of me I'm a mess the end of the conclusion is what thank God Almighty for the redeeming work of Jesus Christ. That's the answer, but that's not why I'm bringing this up. Why I'm bringing this up is because of how we need to be aware of others. I'm only pointing out us to help us with others. First John one nine. If we claim to be without sin, we deceive our. I'm sorry. First John one 8, If we claim to be without sin, we deceive our, ourselves, and the truth is not in us. In other words, you say I don't have any sin. I'm no sinner. Liar. I didn't write it. Right? This is what it says. John chapter 2, verse 24, 25. Jesus would not entrust himself to people, for he knew people. He did not need a testimony about mankind. He knew what was in each person. Like, uh uh-oh. Right. So you get this understanding that the Lord is communicating to us, Look, you're messy, but I still love you. There's no way I'm going to stop loving you. I want you to do better. You're going to do better. I've given you power to do better. You walk in the power of the Holy Spirit. You can do better. You spend time with me. You will do better. But none of this stuff is what I want to talk about. You guys are like, oh What I want to talk about is how we forget what I just said, That all that stuff right there, and then somebody who's in church leadership does something wrong, and we forget all that stuff we just talked about, and we go, how dare they? That's what I want to talk about. No, I'm not talking about myself, though I easily could be. And the, the reality check is that people who are leaders... Go through the same thing that you and I go through on a regular basis. And this 1 Timothy 1, this Romans 7, this 1 John, this John chapter 2, this all applies to them just like it applies to you. That's not the problem. The problem is, is that we take our spiritual leaders and put them on a pedestal. And It's like that's a problem. This is why God would not let Israel have the bones of Moses. You don't know why? They had to worship those bones. Are you kidding? Israel? I mean, they were going after a a calf, a golden calf. What do you think they would have done with the bones of Moses, right? And the reason that I say this is because I deeply anticipate that in the next 20 years, significant spiritual leaders, see, so I'm not included in that, (laughs) significant spiritual leaders will have some fallings. And you think, well, how could you say that? Because it's, it's always happened, it always has happened, and it always will happen until the Lord comes back. And the world will try and use it to belittle the faith, and some Christians will jump on board with that and go, oh,
4: that's just
0: so bad, and it's like, don't do that. Don't be that kind of person. I'm going to say this one other verse, then we'll exit out, and then I'll explain where I'm going with all this. Romans 14.4, who are you to judge someone else's servant? To their own master, sir, the servant will stand or fall. And they'll stand because the Lord is able to make them stand. We must be careful how we evaluate other servants of God. To judge them puts us in a bad position with him.
3: So, ooh!
0: Alright, I'm going to take a break and come back And you'll see why we're going this way You're listening to the David Spoon Experience Right here on KAAM 770 The Truth Station here in Texas Short break, we'll be back, don't go anywhere just
1: as I am. Have you ever wanted to get involved with a ministry That promotes Jesus Christ as Lord But just don't know how Serving in ministry is a matter of devotion Time and talent Are you looking for a place to try and test the waters? Do you want to get involved? Come join the ambassador's initiative. Be an ambassador for the David Spoon Experience. It doesn't pay great. Actually, it doesn't pay anything. But the eternal benefits are out of this world. Be a representative. Why not? It couldn't hurt. Well, we hope not anyway. You don't need to be a professionally qualified minister. You need to have a pulse. By that, we mean you need to have a heart. Just go to org. That's org. Click on the three lines at the top right of the website and then click on the Ambassador's Initiative link. Fill out the form and we will reach out to you. Sorry, no parking tickets will be paid for you as an ambassador through this position.
0: As promised, we are going to now uh, have our interview with the Apostle Peter. We were fortunate uh, enough to have an interview A couple weeks back with an angel from heaven, and now we've been given permission from the powers on high to go ahead and have an interview with the Apostle Peter. Peter, thank you so much for uh, taking the time for whatever's going on there in the heavenly realms and uh, talking to us.
2: Well, Dave, you're welcome. I'm real glad to see that people are carrying on the work of loving our Lord Jesus Christ and advancing the kingdom. And I'm very, very, very pleased to see that the radio station is moving forward in advancing the Lord Jesus Christ in his lordship, both in uh, personal lives and in corporate lives. It's a great thing for me to see.
0: Well, thank you, Peter. Uh, That's great. And uh, so I guess I want to ask you some basic questions. I'm really breaking this uh, interview down into two separate sections. The first section is kind of before the resurrection, and the second section is kind of after the resurrection, after the ascension.
2: Okay, Dave, that'll be fine. I know exactly what you're trying to accomplish here. Uh, Probably unknown to you is that uh, we know exactly where this is going.
0: Well, Peter, I don't want to say that that's kind of scary, but okay. Here's uh, my first question to you, sir. Uh, What are you absolutely the most proud of as a disciple and as an apostle of Jesus Christ?
2: Well, David, that's a great question. The thing that I am absolutely the most proud of was the moment that Jesus asked all of us to identify who he really was, and it was at that moment— that I was able to say that Jesus is the Messiah, the son of the living God. That's the actual rock that the church has been built on. I think some people thought that the rock might have been me, myself, but it was my confession that Jesus Christ is the Messiah, the son of the living God. It is that statement of faith that the church has been built upon and that the gates of hell have never nor will ever prevail against.
3: The David Spoon Experience.
0: Oh welcome back to the David Spoon experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770 the truth station here in Texas. That's K Double Amen. Did you hear that crack in my voice? I was that? <laughs> yeah. I've turned thirteen. I'm a real boy. Anyway, uh K Double here in Texas. But he's getting a lot of pull out of that one because I'm re- repeating it like three times. Right? They don't pay me for that, by the way. They don't pay me at all, trust me.
4: <laughs> is,
0: they're thankful though. I mean, that's that's nice. I think that part's nice. All right. Um, here is a tougher trivia question. I know people though these are the tough ones, I get a lot less responses. Okay. Here we go. Here we go. Who asked Paul and Silas, what must I do to be saved? Who asked that of Paul and Silas? That's in the book of Acts. They were in an unfortunate situation. They got some deliverance. Who asked that question? What must I do to be saved? If you think you know the answer then you can, oh, Al, striking first. Very good. Uh, you can call in 972-445-0770. You can also text in 214-210-8483, as well as you can send an email, david at org. We'll send you to the website and just tell you, uh, this oh, the only thing you really need to know is um, I did want to give an update on my friend Rob. He did talk to me yesterday. We prayed for him the other day. It does look really good, like he's going to get that position. So I'm super happy. He's they'll get a, a confirmation. He'll get a confirmation for that next week. So I just want to uh, tell everybody thank you for praying for Rob, uh, Rob, Rob and Cindy, left Rob's been my friend since you know for thirty plus years. So I'm really really happy for him. It's just like the position of a lifetime. It's like, that's so cool. You think, oh, you think, because he's a few years older than I am, but he's in 10 times better shape than me. Plus, he he's never smashed his knee into a wall. <laughs> he, laughed. he called. He called. I was praying for you. He goes, I know you're fidgety. He goes, so I know you're having problems. I said, thanks, brother. <laughs> <laughs> That's the love we have. Anyway, uh, do me a favor. If you can give, give. We need as as much as we can get in, especially in our discussion about doing any expansion. That Your giving is the only way we're going to be able to pull that off anyway. So do me a favor. Check it out. Go to hemustincrease.org. Org. Org. <laughs> Org. hemustincrease.org. It says it's playing, but it's not playing. Hey, Dave. Hey, this is Dave. You should go to hemusincrease.org. I'm trying to fill in for it. Is that working?
3: Is that not working?
0: It's not working at all. Well, they were working on this stuff yesterday, so that's kind of. Yeah, it was working earlier. Yeah, I know. All right.
1: Go to hemusincrease.org.
0: Hey, that's a good one right there. You kind of pulled that off. Boing, zing, do boo. I okay anyway uh he's trying to figure out what happened there but anyway go to hemustincrease.org that's what we encourage you to do all right that's the best you're gonna get is anything else working <laughs> do you want me just to just keep teaching he's having
1: it's... problems i'm sorry that's okay
0: that's what i love about live radio though it's like you just don't i know people are like no no it's more fun i, I we do very few things recording. recording. i had to do one recording because the guy it was like a three in the morning interview otherwise. It's like so that 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 wouldn't have worked out. All right, let me go back to this text. The trivia question, by the way. Uh the trivia question. Eh, da, 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 da. Who asked Paul and Silas, what must I do to be saved? The answer is gonna be in the book of Acts, where Paul and Silas were um in an unfortunate situation. So then you just want to think, well, okay, but who would have asked that question, especially after something like an earthquake happened? Who would ask that kind of question? There you go. That's all your hints you're getting. If you think you know, you can reach out to us. You can text. You can call in 972 770 You can text in 214 8483 You can send an email, david at org. Are you trying to tell me it's working now or not?
1: I think it's working now.
0: You want to try it? All right, give it a shot. Let's see what happens.
1: Prayer request? HeMustIncrease.org Praise report?
2: HeMustIncrease.org
1: Looking to give to this ministry?
2: HeMustIncrease.org
1: Confused by what's happening right now? HeMustIncrease.org HeMustIncrease.org
0: You know, I just want to say for all that time and effort, just having the bling thing at the end doesn't really seem like it was worth <laughs> <laughs> I'm just giving Captain Chris a hard time. <laughs> He's like, thanks a lot, Dave. Uh, okay, let's go into the text. You already have the trivia question. Uh, we're messing around with time, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It's irrelevant. Uh, here's the thing to keep in mind. So what, what I was talking about, what I don't want you to forget, and what I want you, to, I really do want you to understand, is that many of us we tend to forget uh, when somebody that is more influential. Or uh, I don't, maybe more in the spotlight, who's a Christian has a failure. We have a, maybe a more of an attitude of not necessarily a judgmental, but uh, you know more of a huh kind of attitude, and we tend to forget that we, as people, as Christians, have incredibly difficult moments going through our faith, going through our process. We have moments where we feel like we're the worst sinner. We have moments where we do things we don't want to do, that we don't do the things we do want to do. We we know, First John tells us, if you claim to be without sin, you're lying. You're not even telling the truth. And then Jesus wouldn't even entrust himself to man because he knew what was in man. This is why we needed salvation and a savior. So when somebody falls, it's not that it, that's a good thing by any measure. And in addition, we should be, merciful and gracious to them. Uh, It has been long said way before this century and last century that the church does one thing really well. They do a great job throwing the baby out With the bathwater, that is a true statement. Church is is not. It's not that there's a higher standard. There's less mercy given to those that are that more is expected from. You know this is true because the people in your own life who deserve to who who have God has placed in your life who should I shouldn't say deserve but who should have more mercy and more grace tend to get less mercy and less grace because more is expected from them. And so there's a tighter line on them. And it's like that's exactly the opposite of what it should be. So when you get into this place where people, and I do think you'll see this happening in the future, and I'm, I'm not saying anybody in particular. I don't know any special knowledge or anything going on. If I did, I probably wouldn't say anything on the air. But the, the bottom line is people are going to fall and fail, and the church is going to suffer uh, humiliation in that sense uh, because the world will try and use it and make the, the church feel ashamed. I want you to understand something. I don't want you to miss this, not even for one split second. All right, listen to this portion in Philippians. Philippians chapter 1, verse 15 through 18. It is true that some preach Christ out of envy and rivalry, but others out of goodwill. The latter do so out of love, knowing that I am put here for the defense of the gospel. The former preach Christ out of selfish ambitions, not sincerely, supposing that they can stir up trouble for me while I'm in chains. Verse 18. But what does it matter? The important thing is that in every way, whether from false motives or true, Christ is preached. And because of this, I rejoice and I will continue to rejoice. And what I think happens and has happened is that when somebody is in ministry, you know, like a swagger or a Baker or a haggard or a Pop-Off or anybody like that, and they do something wrong, and there's just this black eye on the church and so on and so forth, and people think, oh, see, they're not as good because, you know, you can only be as good as the life you live. That's rubbish. Your life is a sermon. Your life is a message, but it will never— be as good as the gospel ever, no person except for Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone can live a life that measures up to the glory of the gospel. No human being. Oh, you can live a life of faith. You can live a life of good works. You can live a life as a testimony, but don't confuse that with the glory of the gospel. Don't confuse how great the message is with the people who are sin-natured communicating that message. You just think about the church and all the different things that have been written to the church. I mean, if you look at the Reve- the church in Revelation, there's a lot of rebukes to a lot of churches, and then people will say, "Well, in dispensationalism, they weren't really that's they weren't really churches." Of course, they were really all historical churches, and some of them were lousy. And that's just the truth right that, but they were still churches and Jesus addressed them and so what i'm trying to communicate is the message is always better than the messenger when people fall it's not a time to celebrate it's a time to weep the bible says when one rejoices we all rejoice when one weeps we all weep we should be crying when bad things happen for people for people that are of our faith that fail thankful that, that they may get help, but not thankful that the gospel has a reputation they have to fight through. What I'm trying to do is differentiate between something that's very important theologically. The messengers often are doing the best they can. And in the majority, they are being sincere before the Lord. Too many believers, Christians, put a standard upon those messengers that is just... Beyond the pale Your pastor is not perfect Okay He's a human being He has struggles Trials, temptations Frustrations That merciful mindset Will help you pray for that leader Care for that leader Take care of that leader Okay Why I'm bringing this up, why I'm making a big deal, is because there will be people that will fall in the future. Let's not just despise. Let's not join the world in ridicule. What Jesus did when somebody fell is restore them. Let's think about that. What we do is go, ah, ah, loser. What Jesus does is bring them back. I had a great example for you. I'm going to talk to you about that in a split second, but we're going to take a break and then come back. You're listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on K-A-A-M-770, the Truth Station here in Texas. Short break. We'll be back. Don't go anywhere.
3: What is the David Spoon Experience?
0: When you are in the presence of the Lord and his... Presence is strengthening you, and we talked about that can happen through the Word of God, through prayer, and through fellowship. And then you go through some process where somebody sends you a text or somebody sends you a letter, or somebody calls you, or somebody sends you an email, or somebody looks at you funny, or somebody kind of glances, or somebody says something about you, or you hear something about yourself, or you eat the wrong kind of tacos and you just feel bad and the joy is sucking away at the moment. Here is the answer while the devil is trying to take your joy away. Here is the key for the next 365 days for your life. When the devil... Takes the joy away by robbing you, you go back into the presence of God again. When the devil comes in and robs you and takes that joy, will you get up off your duff or your blessed assurance? And you go into the presence of God again, be it prayer, be it Bible, be it fellowship, be it worship, be it whatever. I don't care. Get up and get back in the presence of God again. And when the devil comes around the second time and knocks on your door and you open it and he takes it from you again, then you get off your blessed assurance again and you get back into the presence of God again. And when he does it a third time, you do it again. And when he does it a fourth time, you do it again. Because the strength of the Lord is in the joy of the Lord, which is found in the presence of the Lord. And when he comes a robbing, you go to refill. When the tank is empty, put gas in it. When you're depleted, fill it up. And you think, well, I can't do that. Why not? You did it the first time. Yes, but that was special. Why? Because you tried? Try again. But you don't understand. No, I don't care. That's much, much more heartless to say that, huh? That's a good one. I don't care. It doesn't matter. I, don't, I care about the truth. I don't care about somebody's, well, my perception. Well, good for you. God bless you. When you can figure out that you can argue with God, let me know how that goes. If you win that argument, you come back. You can take the throne. But you ain't going to win it. So when the enemy comes and he comes a-stealing, you do exactly what you need to do to take it back. If he steals from you, you take it right back. Why? Because you can. Because he's not empowered to keep it from you. He's empowered to take it momentarily. You're empowered to take it right back. Take it.
3: The David Spoon Experience.
0: Welcome back to the David Spoon Experience. Thank you for joining us here at KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas. That's KAAM 770, the truth station here in Texas, where I didn't give you the trivia answer to the last trivia question, which was... Now i got to find the question. Which was... It's over here somewhere. Oh, I scratched it out. Okay, who was it who said... (laughs) so good. Who was it who said, what must I do to be saved? The answer was the jailer, the Philippian jailer, the jailer at Philippi. When the earthquake happened, all the jail cells doors opened, and, uh, and he was going to take his life. And they said, don't do it. And he's like, okay, what do I got to do to get saved? Like, good call, right? All right. Uh, here is your last trivia question. Who said to samson the philistines are upon you who said that the philistines are upon you <laughs> who said that if you think you know 972-445-0770 you can also text in 214-210-8483 and then you can send an email david at he must increase dot we will do our history because i spent enough time doing it uh so let's do our history sound real fast Let's go live in the past. Let's go live in the past. All right. Today is Hostess Cupcake Day. Yes. Yeah. I don't know how you could say no to that. Uh, today is Eat What You Want Day. Yes. I don't know how you could say no to that. Today is Twilight Zone Day.
1: Consider if you will.
0: Uh, I'm sorry. Where am I? Do you have control of this? Okay. Or is that the the other one, Outer Limits? I can never remember between the two. I was going to mix it up. Uh, today, is 1928 and on this day, the first regularly scheduled U.S. TV broadcast by General Electric, uh, Electric Station, uh, WGY of Schenectady, New York. The programs were broadcast Tuesday, Thursday, Friday afternoons from one thirty to 3.30. So they had the first regular scheduling take place uh, 96 years ago today. Isn't that weird? Doesn't it seem like it was just like, wasn't that in the 50s? Or is it like, nope, it was in the 20s. 1949, in this day, Israel joined the United Nations. And finally, on this day 1997, IBM's deep blue supercomputer defeated Garry Kasparov in chess, becoming the first computer to beat a world champion chess player. Okay. All right, there you go. There it is. All right, trivia question, then I'm gonna do the rest of this teach real quick, and then and you'll understand it, especially when I do this last portion. Uh, and the question was, who said to Samson, the Philistines are upon you. But this person was not necessarily being truthful. Hmm. Do you think you know the answer nine seven two four four five zero seven seven zero? You can also text in two one four two one zero eight four eight three or send an email, David. At he must increase. Dot
3: org.
0: Let me get into the rest of his teaching. So, you hear me say this, and I know you're sitting there thinking, "Why are you talking about us sinning? Why are you talking about leaders sinning? What, what's what's going on? Okay, is there something you know? No. Yeah. Yes and no. No, I know nothing of anything specific. Yes, I know uh, human nature as well as everybody else does, and that is. Uh, human uh, people uh, tend to put uh, spiritual leaders on a high pedestal, and if they fail, they have very little mercy or very little grace. And I know that's wrong because I know how Jesus treated Peter. That's why I know it's wrong. I mean, I just look at Scripture. I know that's wrong because even when Samson blew it, God gave him a restoration at the very end of his life. I know it's wrong because Mark— who uh, abandoned the ministry traveling with Barnabas and uh Paul came back and wrote a gospel. I don't I don't it's not a, a brilliancy thing. I just know that Jesus is more into redemption and restoration than he is to and then he's into dumping. And we're really good at dumping. Now, what we do is we forget those verses I talked about earlier about the fact that we struggle with sin. The First Timothy one talks about uh, that that sense that we have uh, uh, a a sense that we're a great sinner. We we tend to forget about Romans chapter 7. I understand the theological position. I disagree strongly since Paul makes nine affirmations about his current status. Uh, I, I think it's pretty clear in the, in the gospel of John chapter 2 that Jesus wouldn't commit himself to people because he knew what was in people, because there's a lot of problems that, that, that are in people, and that part's fine to understand. Just be careful of it but he also is the restorer and the redeemer. And so the reason I bring it up is we have sin, there's sin in us, and guess what? There's sin in these leaders, and guess what? Instead of just bailing on them and ridiculing them or mocking them or whatever it is that people decide to do, we should know this one verse. James 2.13, mercy triumphs over judgment. And it's just like, Mercy's on one side of the boxing ring, judgment's on the other side of the boxing ring, the bell rings, they come out in the middle, and mercy gives judgment an uppercut. Down goes down goes judgment, judgment's on the ground. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, you're out. And mercy wins. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And we have to have that for others and for ourselves. Since God makes it clear that we need to do that. You see what I'm saying? We need to be a merciful people. And so, if somebody in, in your life, in the future, a leader, somebody has a, a, a failure, doesn't do something perfect, says something wrong, you know, whatever the case may be, instead of being, I'm so mad, be merciful. And then remember what the passage says. To the merciful, I will show myself merciful. Oh, there you go. Uh, Who said, the Philistines are upon you, Samson? That would be Delilah. Delilah said that, okay? All right. Whatever you do from all of this, I hope it was encouraging for you, but for whatever you do, listen to this. Be merciful. That is what you are called to be. Okay? All right. All Hi, right, folks. You've been listening to the David Spoon Experience right here on KAAM 770, the true station here in Texas, taking a 22-and-a-half-hour break. Then we'll come back. More insanity with Spoonanity. Talk to you then. Can't stand
2: the skill, can't stand the shame. It may be false, but it feels the same. So I myself I go down. To the
4: the views expressed on the preceding program were those of the speakers, and not necessarily those of KAAM, DJRD Broadcasting, or its sponsors.